Freedom is never more than one generation away from extinction. We didn't pass it on to our children in the bloodstream. The only way they can inherit the freedom we have known is if we fight for it, protect it, defend it, and then hand it to them with the well-taught lessons of how they in their lifetime must do the same. And if you and I don't do this, then you and I may well spend our sunset years telling our children and our children's children what it once was like in America when men were free. Good evening. It is Tuesday night. You know what that means. It is the Independence Gang's Patriots Roundtable. That's a, a mouthful for anybody to say, including me. Uh, I've got JR with me. Not Brick Griffith, but we have JR gracing the number two window tonight. Hey, JR, welcome. Welcome to the show. Well, a little strange up in this <laughs> corner, but hey. <laughs> uh, as I was trying to spit out in the opening here, this is uh, the Independence Gang presents the Patriots Roundtable. This is a program where we have an opportunity to get a little more in-depth, a little more conversational about some of the topics. Sometimes we do interviews. Sometimes we do a, a legitimate roundtable where we have other podcasters join us, as we did with Sean and Kevin from The Loud Majority. They were on a couple weeks ago or last week, whenever it was. I uh, had a great time with them. And sometimes we just chat. Now, Britt's going to be joining us at some point. He got delayed and got, uh, wasn't able to leave work when he expected to. And with L.A. traffic, Jr. you and I are blessed. I mean, I, I think about people that need to sit in traffic two hours to get to work and two hours to get home. And I think, you know, the one traffic light in Cooperstown, New York, the one I actually that exists here that I have to sit at sometimes, not so bad. Not so bad to deal with that. Yeah, I've, I've got uh, more than one, but uh, maybe five. <laughs> yeah. and, and probably the so same number all, of cars, too. <laughs> five cars. I mean, we really we really are blessed in that respect. A lot of, a lot of things we could say about living in upstate New York that people would look at and say, why are you still there? But dealing with traffic is not one of them. You know, that's one of the advantages. Yeah, that, is, that is true. So what do you think about the news, JR? I mean, you and I were having a chat before the show started here, and, and we, were, we were kind of laughing. Rebecca Foster is one of, our, one of our guest panelists that we have on the show every once in a while. She's also a psychic medium, and she's been on my other program, Beyond Reality, many, many times uh, discussing those parts of her life. And uh, you made the comment, boy, it'd be really something if she could tell us what's going to happen next with the Biden administration, because uh, anything goes, it seems. And we started to kind of chat about that. And it really is the truth. This is the most. I don't know if it's because we're more aware now. I don't know if it's because we went through four years of Trump in which there was such a hyper partisanship coming from the other side, attacking him, that we're now sensitive to it going the other way. I, I don't I don't know what it is, but, man, this administration is 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 breaking all records in my in my book as far as craziness yeah on, on, on the heels of of the four and a half five years of trump getting lambasted from everything uh i don't know how you could say we're hypersensitive to it because uh these things are real you know the uh the way you know you you pick you pick any of the say say we're in a debate you know on stage and there's the uh you know the different topics they would cover. I I would say to anybody, pick pick a topic. I'd be happy to talk about any topic you want, and and it's going to be a disaster. And what we were, you know, just 
touching on briefly there before we started here, this the, the in the last 24 hours, the news that the Post broke about um, these planes coming in the middle of the night, landing uh, these illegals and infiltrating them into different communities um, with no knowledge of that by anyone until somebody blew the whistle and somebody had a tip and and sure enough, here's the, here's the planes and they're, you know, who knows how many there've been before they got discovered accidentally, obviously. So, you know, the, these are illegals. We don't know if they have COVID. We don't know what country they really came from. We don't know if they're plants, uh, terrorists. We don't know. And they could be a, even in your backyard waiting at the red light, JB. I don't know. Uh, it's it's very concerning, and I have to believe that that is in the extreme minority of even their own um, party, let alone uh, the Republican Party. Yeah, let's talk about this for a second. So you have the New York Post, which the New York Post has become the uh, the, the sole watchdog of what's happening in our federal government these days. New York Post is, you know, its mission is probably just to be a New York City paper, but it has taken on the role because of the lack of any uh, effort from any of the other media. It's taken on the role to be our, our sole watchdog and guardian. And we all know that uh, when they broke the story about Hunter Biden's laptop, and not just the fact that there was a laptop that had a bunch of salacious stuff on it, but the fact that some of that salacious stuff included ties to his father, who was then the candidate, the Democrat candidate for president. Things that uh, should not just make us scratch our heads, should make us demand a full-blown investigation. They broke that story and it was silenced by the rest of the media. By social media, they were their, their account was blocked, banned, uh, uh, throttled, You know, depending on the platform. Uh, and nobody saw the story except maybe if you were watching Fox News, you did. But that was kind of preaching to the choir. Or if you happened to get the New York Post itself, you saw it. But beyond that, it was not it was not uh, retold. The media squashed it. But the New York Post has, has been doing a yeoman's job in trying to hold this administration accountable for what it's doing. So it breaks this story that not only are we having hundreds of thousands of illegals crossing our southern border in a given month, Hundreds of thousands to the tune of like one and a half million so far since Biden took office. Not only is that happening, but now we find out that they are putting many of these illegals on planes in the middle of the night and flying them around the country to be released. Now, Jr., if you were a, 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 a cynical man, what reason would you suggest that the administration would be flying them around in the middle of the night under the cover of darkness, bringing them into airports at four in the morning, three in the morning, five in the morning? You know, what would be the reason to do it at that time of the day? Hmm. Well, if I was a skeptic, <laughs> uh, I would have to say that uh, they don't want anybody to know about it. Right. But what I what they are trying to do, at least again, who knows, but uh the uh, it's becoming widely public the disaster that's happened down at the border with these communities of illegals living under bridges and with makeshift cardboard boxes and they need to clean that up so the only way to do that when you're having this surge of of, of illegals come across the border is you got to start moving them someplace and there were so many of them they're moving them and uh you know they're not, they didn't come in at uh, yeah, uh, the 212, you know, from uh, from Dallas into JFK or LaGuardia. Right. Yeah. They, they flew them at 3 a.m. into 
Stewart, you know, down in Westchester. Yep. Which is, you know, the, the fourth, uh, I guess, emergency hub uh, airport of, of the metropolitan New York area after, you know, Newark concluded in that three. But, you know, you don't fly into Stewart when you have the other three airports. So, again, the, the choice that they're, uh, you know, flying into these other airports and in the middle of the night is, you know, on, its, on the surface just smells bad. And the and, only the only reporter that asked Jen Psaki about this during the press conference today was, you guessed it, Peter Ducey from Fox News. Uh, and, and he asks her, you know, why are we why are we doing this in the middle of the night to cover darkness? She said, it's not the middle of the night. 4.30 in the morning is in the morning. And and he says, well, that's, I mean, that's, you know, really? that's, that's really early in the morning. He said, she said, yeah, well, it might be earlier than you'd like to catch a flight. But here's the thing. You got to remember. These planes are coming from Texas, so not only are they arriving at 4.30 in the morning, but they're boarding at probably midnight or so, maybe 1 in the morning for that timing to work out. I don't know exactly. So they're trying to make sure on both ends of this, it's under cover of darkness. It's late enough that people aren't going to notice on the departure, and it's early enough or late enough that people aren't going to notice on the arrival. Then they load them into buses and they ship them off. Here's here's a quote from the New York Post article. It says, plane loads of underage migrants are being flown secretly into suburban New York in an effort by President Biden's administration to quietly resettle them across the region. The charter flights originate in Texas, where the ongoing border crisis has overwhelmed local immigration officials and have been underway since at least August, according to sources familiar with the matter. Since August, Jr. August. Since August, August, they've been doing this. So, so for three months they've gotten away with this, and you know, say you throw a couple hundred on each plane, and it's done on a daily basis during that red eye time time slot. Uh, do the math, I guess. So that's say, say it's a hundred days at, at two hundred people per plane. Yeah. That, that's a lot of that's a lot of illegals they've moved, and that is just into New York, right? 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 They're doing I mean, this all over. They're doing other, it in Florida. What other uh, second level airports are they doing it to as well? So they've moved a lot of illegals into, um, you know, New York's a blue state. Florida is not. So uh, you wonder if there's any strategy to where they're sending them as well. Again, a lot of unanswered questions at this point. It's just unbelievable to me. You have an administrator. This is supposed to be an American president. This is supposed to be the uh, the federal government protecting American citizens. That's their primary job. But instead, they are subverting the American public. They're subverting American citizens. They're subverting the Constitution. And you know they're doing it because they're doing it. This is just one example, by the way, that we're talking about tonight. But under the cover of darkness, they don't want people to know. And when they're asked questions about it, they skirt the issue. They use Jen Psaki is is one of the most difficult people to watch because she's such a liar. And they use these lies and they try to get away with this stuff. That's not what an American government is supposed to do for its people. That's not why they're there. That's why they think they're there. And that's why these people are the most dangerous people to occupy the federal government, the White House, and other branches, uh, probably in the history of the nation. They think their goal is something far beyond what's good for the American people. Yeah. I, I, if if uh, Ducey had a follow-up, I would have asked her, okay, well, what would you consider the middle of the night then? Considering the fact that yeah. the flight probably <laughs> took off at 1 a.m. Yeah. and ends up in New York at 
4 a.m. You know, and there's two time zones in there, That's so right. you know, whatever. But uh, how would you define the middle of the night? Just just educate me. Right. And I don't, you know, we'll circle back. I don't know if she had an answer for that one or not. No, but if this if this administration truly believed this was the right thing to do for America for some, or even the right thing to do for the world because sure. we have an obligation yeah. to help the world, if then stand up there, be honest about it, and tell people why you think this is the right thing, and let people decide for themselves whether or not they support your position. In, instead, they're not doing that. They know their ideas are are failures. They know that people won't support these things, so they are trying to hide it. This article also says that uh, the, a, a source familiar with the operation at the Westchester Airport, which is the airport that you're talking about, Jr. Uh, in White Plains, New York, said uh, the underage migrants typically arrive carrying backpacks and are bused to locations including the Bronx, Brooklyn, Queens, upstate Newburgh, and Bridgeport and Danbury in Connecticut. Uh, so they're moving them all over the place. And again, this is just coming from that one airport in New York. Where are they moving to them to in Florida? Where else are they flying these uh, these? Uh, clandestine flights to you know where else are they going in tennessee maybe i know they've moved people into tennessee georgia maybe i know they've moved some people into georgia this is the american federal government subverting american autonomy and american citizens and we need to we need to start being loud about this loud we need to call congress people we need to call senators we need to tell them two things this shit has to stop and this reconciliation bill has to be dead on arrival. It has to be buried and put away because the American people don't want it. We have to be start doing this. And if it does, if we if they don't do it after one call, call a hundred times. Yeah. Well, I'm told that uh, calling and writing, uh, writing is even better than calling. Calling, there's a log or something. But when you take the effort to write and actually send something to them they they pay attention and i i don't know if i told you or not but i last uh thursday or friday i actually did that i actually wrote both senators in new york and and my congressman and and talked about this crazy um infrastructure bill and also a provision in that that uh you know it relates to banking which the uh american banking association is truly against and that's that 600 dollars uh you know, IRS intrusion requirement that banks would reportedly have to uh, uh, keep tabs on on essentially every American because it's, it's an ATM. I, you know, anybody in the banking system is going to exceed that number at some point during I have the to, year. I have if to. Not yeah, daily, I, I've got you know? to ask you because I've heard this reported in several different ways, and I actually have a story about that here to talk about tonight. So I'm glad you brought it up. But I've heard it reported in several different ways. I've heard it reported that if you have a balance of, again, the number has been $600. If you have a balance of $600 in your account, then all transactions are reported. I've also heard it reported as any tra transaction in any account of $600 or more gets reported. And I'm a little unsure as to which of those two versions is the one that's being proposed. Or maybe it's unsettled yet. I don't know. Yeah, as as I understand it, and of course at the eleventh hour they could put anything in, you know, and and change it. But as I understand it, it's it's a six hundred dollar transaction. In other words, you could have, you know, X amount of money in your account, but if you have a transaction of six hundred, just like the current threshold that we've had for, you know, three decades, uh, that exceeds cash of ten thousand dollars or more, 
banks are required to send a, a currency transaction report. That's been around and that's, you know, admittedly, that's has some value in trying to avoid, you know, large cash, illegal money laundering type activities. But $600, you know, like I said, that and, and wait, wait another week and inflation will make that $600 even less, yeah. you know, uh, uh, of a bar that it's going to be it hit. But because really, I mean, ATMs have daily limits that oftentimes are $600. That, that, that's a one transaction you know, on an ATM, it's, it's, uh, bringing in cash for your, uh, car payment. You know, it's just uh, yeah. the, the requirement level that it will take, you know, the nation's 5,000 banks to comply with this, you know, and then they'll probably have big fines if you don't comply with it. So it on so many different levels and, and, and the invasion of privacy that that is, you know, at $600 yeah. mm-hmm. at what point, you know, do, do we just, uh, put a camera on your, any account you have and let them take a look at it with continuous monitoring. I mean, $600, I don't know how they come up with that number. It's, it's just well, baffling. I, I will say know? this. This is late breaking news and uh, Randall pointed it out in our chat room and I actually had the headline here. But now it looks like this. the pressure is getting to them and it looks like they're going to scale that number back. They're not going to change this proposal at this point, but instead of $600, they're moving the threshold to $10,000 according to the most recent report. It says that uh, the Dem- Democrats' new proposal will exempt all wage income from, the, from counting toward a new $10,000 threshold to capture higher-income Americans. The proposal would help offset the cost of the $3.1 trillion infrastructure reconciliation bill. I thought that was zero dollars. I thought it cost nothing. I thought that's what they were telling us. So they're moving the, they're moving the threshold here, uh, which, you know, it, it, that's smoke and mirrors to me. Because in all honesty, my biggest problem with this, Jr., isn't necessarily, I mean, don't get me wrong, the snooping part of it, the reporting, that that is enough in itself to make me completely against this. But there's another piece to this that people aren't talking about. And the other piece is, and you know what this is like, if you have a transaction that exceeds the threshold and, they are, and a flat, somehow it gets red flagged, let's say I've used the example before, let's say I sell my motorcycle and I go to put $20,000 in the bank. Because I sold the motorcycle. Legitimate transaction. I have every right to do it. And I have every right to put that money in the bank. So I do that. But the IRS sees, ooh, Mr. Johnson just got a $20,000 bump. Where'd that come from? And a red flag goes off. So they send me a notice that I need to produce documentation or whatever. And I say, well, I, I sold my motorcycle. I you know, I, wrote, I hand wrote a receipt to the guy, but it's all really all good. Oh, that's not enough. That's not enough. Uh, so now I have to hire a tax attorney? I've, I've got to hire an accountant to defend myself. How many people, JR, are going to fall into that trap where a perfectly innocent transaction becomes suspicious to the IRS and we then therefore have to spend time, money, and aggravation and, and stress defending ourselves, proving ourselves innocent because when it comes to the IRS, it's guilty until proven innocent. That alone is a damn scary proposition. And this will give them the ammunition to start doing that to people. It, it, one more way, and, and I'm sure they're going to hire a, a lot of IRS agents to make this a profitable venture because it, it, it's not about being, uh, you know, trying to find, you know, get, get just the bad guys. It's a revenue generator. Right. You know, it's, it's, like the, it's like the cops on the, at the end of the month. 
You know, they're yeah. not suddenly concerned about uh, speeders on your local interstate. <laughs> they, they, they gotta, they gotta make the coin. Right. So, uh, you know, the, the guidance letter that, uh, I saw that came from the American bankers association, uh, was three pronged. And one of those prongs, just as you just talked about was, uh, the, uh, reporting onerous reporting requirements that accountants and CPAs uh, were going to have to be uh, involved with and, and customers, U.S. citizens having to you know, basically fork over more cash because of all this extra reporting. Again, needlessly in many respects because the vast majority of people aren't crooks, but uh, it, it gets, it's going to shed more eyes on, on people and, uh, you know, just the privacy, the reporting, and, and just the onerous reporting on the customer side, but also the reporting on the on the bank side as well. And I'm sure if there's fines on the customer, there will be fines on the bank, just as there currently are if you don't fulfill your requirements under the uh, currency transaction report under the Bank Security Act. So it's just the, the, the camel's nose is under the tent flap and away we go. Well, I mean, thank God this has not been passed yet. There's still hope. I, I'm a little discouraged because I heard tonight that the progressives and the moderates, the moderates being Manchin and Cinema, seem to be coming toward a deal. Uh, that means that something's going to be passed. Right now, this is in there. We, I don't know what else we can do to stop this, but we have to do everything we can to stop this because this part provision that we're talking about here tonight about the IRS, first of all, it's 80,000 agents is how many they want to hire. 80,000 with this. Um, 80,000 more agents. This provision where, th where they basically bank privacy and autonomy goes away and the IRS, has, because it's 10,000, if, if this passes this way, it's 10,000 today. Who knows what it'll be tomorrow because they'll, they'll need more. Uh, but if, if, if this is only one of a dozen or maybe 50 items in this bill, above and beyond just the spending of it, that are scary. There's a lot of things going on here. Um, I did want to quote out of this uh, this article about the IRS reporting thing. Representative Drew Ferguson, who's a Republican from Georgia, uh, he's also the chief deputy whip for the House Republicans, told Fox News that the IRS proposal may vi actually violate the Constitution. He and other House Republicans have proposed a bill with 100 co-sponsors to prevent the IRS from implementing this. He says that Americans don't want to don't want the IRS snooping into bank accounts and spying on them. This is a constitutional issue. The federal government is prohibited by the Fourth Amendment from unreasonable search and seizure. It does not matter if the amount is one dollar, six hundred dollars or ten thousand dollars. Americans do not want the IRS snooping into their bank accounts. Now, Jr., you can clear up something for me. The current cash reporting that. Uh, mechanism that you talked about. Now, I know I went in once with a $12,000 deposit. Uh, again, I had sold a motorcycle. So, I, and, and the teller said, you need to fill out this form. And I said, I'm not filling out any forms. I'm just not doing it. And they said, well, you have to with that amount of money. I said, all right, well, I'll, I'll give you nine now and I'll come back and give you the other th three later. So, no, nope, can't do that. Now I know you've got 12. You've got, I said, you know what? I'm going to go put it in a different bank. And that's what I did. And, and, and I did it in two two sections because I wasn't going to fill out the damn form. But that form, just to clarify it for us, that is not the IRS spying on bank accounts, right? That is the IRS being notified of cash transactions that exceed $10,000, right? Correct. And it's, and it's cash oriented. And what it is, is $10,000 in cash. Actually, it's 10,001 cent 
it has to be over ten thousand dollars but if you were to you know, go into your your bank at 10 o'clock and put in six thousand and then go into the same bank at two o'clock and put in six thousand it does aggregate so you would still be uh, under the uh, mandate and the requirement by the bank to fill out a uh, you know an information item the CTR currency transaction report if you say okay well I'm gonna break it over two days because I really don't care well that's called structuring which is <laughs> the same as if you did it all in one day so the only way to do that um, would be to less be less overt to the <laughs> bank employee about that. Yeah. And uh, and and here's the other deal though. Say you did that. Say say you did four four thousand three days in a row. You know. And the employee somehow happened to get wind of it. They're still required to do it. And if they don't, uh, it's called the term is willful blindness oh, man. and they're still required and and they can be and in this under this regulation uh they can they, not only can the bank be fined but you can be personally uh civilly and criminally charged and uh i remember going to banker school 30 years ago and uh this guy from a bank unnamed down on long island um of, of a nationality I, I won't even say what it was but but some illegal entity from that country had, was using him for this very purpose of laundering money. And uh, I remember hearing about it a, a year later after this uh, uh, banker school I went to, he went to jail. Oh, wow. Know? And I don't know what the, I don't know what the fine was, but he, he went up the river for two, three years for that. So wow. it, it, uh, it's not like uh, they have a choice. Uh, it's, it's a serious regulation that is enforced and uh, I'm if if they pull something off, I mean they were getting a lot of heat on this early, and they said they're taking it out. But everything that I heard was they could easily throw that in when they have the votes at the eleventh hour, and no one's even going to read it. Right, that's so true. So there is so so the pressure was really still on to make sure that you know this is this really bad uh, piece of legislation doesn't happen. You know, among all the other reasons why it shouldn't happen, yeah. But this is just one that really is just uh, so counter to, you know, the privacy and just our constitution. And unfortunately, we have a constitution because, uh, as has already happened, you know, federal judges, Supreme Court judges have already told Biden, "Yeah, you can't do that on on certain things." Yeah. And, and they're pushing the envelope so far that that's what's happening. Uh, so Kelsey, I, I hope, Kelsey, in, in our chat room says that the only way around it is to put it in a savings. The feds think if you put money in a savings, you won't spend it right away. Is that true? Well, there are reserve requirement differences between checking accounts and savings accounts, but I haven't heard anything about the type of account, you know, being, uh, you know, anything related to. Uh, complying or not complying i i'm I talking about the ten thousand the current ten thousand dollar crt doesn't matter what account's going into if you have over ten thousand dollars in cash and you're putting it in the bank you've got to fill out that form doesn't matter what account yeah account is an account is an account yep right Ca cash now maybe maybe That's kelsey's talking if you came in with a check if you came in with a check yeah then it's there's a there's a record of it and they can follow back the check see where it came from and, right. and it doesn't you know it doesn't comply it's 
cash. Yeah. And then it doesn't really matter what account it goes into. Uh, Kelsey, maybe you were talking about the 600 or the, the new version of this, the $10,000 uh, reporting that the IRS is proposing. Maybe that's what you were talking about. I'm not sure. But either way, the whole thing is just, it just, it's just ridiculous. And it's another gigantic overreach by these Democrats and these progressives. You know, if they're, JR, if they're so damn concerned about tax cheats, particularly the wealthy, then change the tax system. Go to a flat tax. Go to a, a national sales tax from the and get rid of the income tax. Go to a system by which you can't avoid it. You know, I mean, there, this, this has been talked about for 50 years. And instead of making those types of changes, they do things like this. You could get rid of the IRS, the whole IRS. You could get rid of tomorrow if you went with some kind of like national sales tax or a flat tax. I mean, you'd have to have a few mm -hmm. bean counters to keep track of stuff, but you wouldn't need all these people out there, you know, auditing and all that other crap that goes on. You wouldn't need to hire 80,000 more of them, that's for sure. Yeah. You could probably let 80,000 80, go, you know, get pink slips yep. and uh, make our labor statistics, <laughs> statistics <laughs> even worse. <laughs> oh, I don't know. It's uh, one small piece of this horrible yeah, well, that's legislation the thing. that's that's you know, you know, half a foot thick. That's so. the thing, and that's what, first of all the 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 mainstream media. They're not only not talking about this stuff. If you saw anything about Chuck Todd on what is it, Face the Nation or Meet the Press? I always get it confused which one he is. Whichever he's, it is, he's Meet the Press. He's Meet the Press. Yep. He was actually he's NBC. Yep. Yeah, he was actually lamenting over the fact that Biden hasn't gotten this done yet. He was actually on Meet the Press over the weekend, basically outlining the strategy Biden should take to get this damn thing through. You know, at what point did a Meet the Press host, anchor, become so partisan? I mean, they've always had a slant, but Meet the Press, some of these 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 weekend shows have always had the reputation anyway of trying to be more down the middle, be more of a journalist than a, than a partisan cheerleader. All those pretenses are gone. These people are not only not talking about the problems with this bill, they're actually out there cheerleading for it, promoting it, and lamenting the fact that it hasn't been passed yet. That's the scary part, because as you said, there are so many things in this bill that need the light of day shined upon them. So many things. We're talking about one right now. There are dozens of others, and they're all equally egregious, and they're all equally destructive to the way our way, our way of life and our and our freedoms and our democracy. And nobody's talking about them. So frustrating. Yeah, I, I, uh, with the guidance that came from ABA, I talked about this, you know, banking provision. But I, I, only as going to the effort of writing both senators and my congressman, I added, I added another topic, <laughs> and it was just the amount of spending that they were doing on the heels of all the other spending they've done, yeah. on the heels of coming, trying to come out of COVID. Why on earth would you figure this is the perfect time to try to pass trillions of dollars of your pet projects? You know, it should be just the opposite. Yep, they should be trying to not spend money. They haven't even got the money they've spent into the system. I can tell you the banking system is just flush with cash because it hasn't been spent yet. Mm -hmm. You know, banks have more money they know what to do with. And I've got no, some suggestions no, if you're if you're offering. I've got so I'll give you a list. If you've got more money under the way of law. <laughs> then you know what to do with. I've got some I, ideas, I think JR. They come under yeah, they come under the way of loans, not gifts, I'm afraid. <laughs> oh, though, damn it. Anyway. Damn it, damn it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So um Stacy Abrams uh, out uh 
campaigning for Terry McAuliffe. Any sense? Do you have any feel for that race? Do you think uh, you think it's looking good for Youngkin right now? But uh, I'm never sure about Virginia anymore. Virginia used to be a solid red state until federal largesse consumed all of Northern Virginia with uh, federal employees who almost all vote Democrat. Yeah, well, that that whole, you know, outer beltway of D.C. into Virginia that goes 50 or 75 miles encompasses a lot of in a couple major cities. So it went. You know, not that long ago it went purple. Yep. And then it's it's now gone. Uh, what blue? The last oh, two elections? Or yeah, three? the last three. At least two. Maybe three. Uh, at least two. Yeah. So, you know, McCullough is you know he's he's basically a crook. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, um, I I'm trying to remember the the things he got caught with there, but that that doesn't seem to make the news. No, but nobody nobody talks it, about it's, that. It's it, it's it's uh they've got the full weight of the you know the Washington media and the liberal press behind them. So it's going to take something, you know, egregious to happen, I think, for it for a Republican to get elected. Now is is the current, you know, disaster politics that are happening at a national level going to impact that some so that, you know, certainly the rural parts uh, the western part of Virginia, the southern part of Virginia, are, are predominantly red. And then you get over on the border of West Virginia, and West Virginia, I think Manchin's the only Democrat in uh, state politics uh, of any consequence. So, I mean, West Virginia ought to be red. So what that means is it's the blue is, again, highly urban concentrated and in that uh, outer beltway of, uh, you know, D.C. that spans into Virginia. So... I don't know. I th- I I think I think there's enough uh, of a divide in that state that you know anything in uh, October, you know the October surprise, anything can happen to turn that at this point. But I don't have a you know specific read on it other than that you know that ten thousand foot foot view I just kind of offered. I'm trying to pull up the Virginia map right now. I'm having a little trouble understanding how to do this. But you can see yeah. what Virginia looked like in the last presidential election. Wow. And it went blue. Yeah, I mean, it's probably, what would you say, at least 85% red geographically? Yeah. But uh, It's kind of consistent with the country. Yeah. But the numbers... You look at the numbers here, 54% for Biden, 44% for Trump. So that's what that's what they're up against. But, I, you know, I keep I, I have a lot of optimism for this race because uh, right now the polling looks uh, looks looks to favor Youngkin. It looks like he may pull this out. Now, the big issue in 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 um, Virginia is is education. This whole mess that's come out of yeah. Loudoun County, and which has just gotten worse recently with the reports of the sexual assault by the boy wearing a skirt going into the girl's bathroom, which, by the way, is insanity that that's allowed. Not just allowed, but encouraged by these school boards. That's insanity. Yep. I mean, if you're a parent, and you're especially a parent of a daughter, and that's possible in your school, I don't know what I would do. I don't know could've, what I would do. I don't know if I would even send my... It could have been me. Yeah. Yeah. It could have been me or you, right? Yeah. That's just not right. It's not right. If you've, if yeah. you're so hell-bent 
on promoting this 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 transgender thing, if that's really something you feel is important as a school board, then create a separate bathroom for those folks. Create something different, separate. They don't have the right. Yeah. A boy, well, boy wearing a skirt who says he identifies as a girl that day doesn't have a right to go into the bathroom where my daughter is. It's not. So that's what Virginia's voting on this time around. Yeah, and and you know, again, my opinion for kids of that age who are still, I'll say, in flux. And I'm not talking about every single kid, obviously, in the country, but you, you know, they're experimenting still. They're still trying to figure things out. I mean, um, I, I think many schools have done just that. Uh, they were required to have a unisex bathroom or whatever, mm -hmm. and they've created a separate one. But that obviously isn't unilateral. You know? So Abrams is out. Uh, Stacey Abrams is out campaigning. I mean, talking about, I don't know if that helps him or hurts him. I mean, to me, it hurts him. But she made a very interesting comment when she was giving her speech when she appeared with Terry McAuliffe. She said, just because you just because you win doesn't mean you won, which I find very interesting. Abrams said while uh, campaigning for McAuliffe, we've got folks who are ready to take back what they think is theirs, but they're not entitled to our progress. They're not entitled to our justice, and they're not entitled to our vote. And then she says, I come from a state where I was not entitled to become the governor entitled what the hell does that mean jr <laughs> what does stacy abrams mean when she says i come from a state of course we're talking about georgia i come from a state where i was not entitled to become governor now we know what she's referring to but do you think that's a slip in her use of words there or do you think she has a deeper meaning when she says that who knows what she's thinking um you know she obviously thought that the election was stolen from her in georgia she still says it is. She still says it, says it on was. That, that's what I was going to say. She's been on that platform for, uh, you know. Nobody refers to her. Now? Nobody refers to her uh, position as the big lie. Nobody refers to her position as a conspiracy theory. But it's the same thing. It's the same damn thing that Trump has been saying about the 2020 election. So, it's you know, mm -hmm. the selective outrage here is obvious. Yep. Well, she obviously feels she won, and whether she won or not, the progress that they've made should be um, more important, and it shouldn't be countered. But I guess she hasn't watched the last few elections. You know what happened on day one with executive orders. You know Trump, you know wiggled the pen a little bit. Biden wiggled it a lot. Yeah. And uh, the you know as uh, I forget who said it, elections have consequences, right? Well, Obama said that. Yeah. That. Yeah, I think it's been said otherwise, yeah, too. And, uh, you know, for, you know, the election, for if the Democrat doesn't win, <laughs> they shouldn't be overturned. But the Republicans get overturned, you know, a heartbeat after the, the you know, the oath is said. So right. it's, it's, you know, I, I, I can't believe that that is, you know, pulling the wool over too many people's eyes that the, uh, you know, hypocrisy of, of that statement is just ridiculous. When you use the word entitled, that means you are, uh, you have a right to it. And mm -hmm. so that's why I'm trying to figure out if she slipped, used a word that she, inappropriately, or if she really felt like it's her right to be governor of that state. Like she should have that. I know she thinks she should have won, but this is be, when you say I was not entitled to be governor, it's, it's a different, it's a different thing altogether. 
but she's an arrogant um, woman, and uh, she's a she's a con artist. She's the one that made that forced uh, Georgia to change many of their voting regulations and restrictions in the lead up to the 2020 election. It, it effectively gave Joe Biden Georgia. She's um, she's the one who, after Georgia passed laws to actually bring some of their voting uh, processes back into some sense of reality and normalcy, she called it Jim Crow 2.0, and and everything that she claimed had been debunked and refuted and has been shown to be not the case but she lied about it no one called her on the carpet for that she's just a she's another one of these race baiters she's everything is racist and everything is suppression uh i don't know how i don't don't know how any of these things that they claim to be voter suppression are really voter suppression everybody can get up off their butts and go to the polling place and pull the lever the proverbial lever no one is stopping them from doing that so that alone tells you yeah. that every, no one is being disenfranchised. If it takes a little more effort than you'd like to give, that's your problem. But, you know, everybody has the same right to do that. And that's all that's guaranteed by the Constitution is that you have the right to do it and you yeah, have access to do it. I guess she's had a little bit of a national stage, too. But I got to think, I mean, she's not like Hillary Clinton or Bill Clinton or somebody, you know, coming up into Virginia from you know, many states away. I don't think she carries that much water for the Democratic Party outside of Georgia myself. And, and you know, who is she, you know, is it may be more of a, a stage for her yeah. than it is for Terry McCall. <laughs> Maybe. I mean, I, I, you got to, you know, I, I, that isn't lost on me. I, I think, I think she's just trying to, any press is good press, right? And I think that might be part of her motive because I, I don't think Virginians are, that concerned about what she has to say i think that's a good observation remember that terry mcauliffe is also a clintonista he's one of the clinton hacks he was his hands and his aren't right up to his elbows are dirtied by clinton scandals and clinton inappropriateness he's right in that mix yeah his his uh was it his wife that i'm trying to remember now because this goes back a few years but his wife was running for state senator or something like that and received more money than any state senator campaign in history she got money from all (laughs) over the country and the fact that she was married to him you know who was what was his position before for clinton was he a a, god he was was the dnc chair or he he was was he he, uh, was dnc chair for a while and i think he had then maybe did, did he then become governor of virginia yeah afterwards yeah yeah yeah, but uh but but her his wife got broke the records for a a state office you know which you know it was i forget how much money it was it was you know a a quarter of a million dollars for uh you know some minor you know if if you if you spend 50 grand it would have been a lot right right so you know anyway the uh the web runs deep yeah the uh the fact that you've got a career politician, not that he's been an elected politician all his life, but he's been involved in the political animal, the political process for a long time. And then he brings his wife into the fact that they, they become family businesses. It's kind of disgusting to me, you know, I mean, even the fact that Hillary Clinton, just because she was first lady, basically felt as though she could be president of the United States. And she did it by moving to New York just in time 
to be able to run for the Senate seat there. Was that did she who, did she run against Amato or did she replace Amato? I don't remember. She didn't run against Amato, right? No, Amato retired. Amato yeah. retired, so it was so an open seat. Open seat, right? Mm, I I believe so. Yeah, I have to think back. I mean, that's, it wasn't Schumer didn't 20, run against. Yeah. Either way, either way. So she moves no, to New no, York no. just in time. She's never been a New York resident resident in her no. life. But because New York politics is so heavily skewed Democrat, she won like that. She was given the Democrat uh, nomination, and she won easily. It was a senator for what? Two years? How many years was she a senator? Six years? I don't. She didn't finish. Did she finish a term before she was Secretary of State? Uh, I think four. I think she's just four. Four years. Six-year term, she did four years. Again, we're trying to do this from memory here. Uh, and then she becomes yeah. Secretary of State, was a miserable Secretary of State. Benghazi was uh, yeah. under her, uh, her uh, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, Watch, yeah. I mean, not jurisdiction. Her, uh, whatever. She, she was She was responsible for what happened in, in, in Benghazi, among many other watch. things. Yeah. And... Uh, and then she felt as though she was owed the presidency. And that's you know that's the whole thing about this politics becomes a family affair. The people the, the people talking about Michelle Obama running for president. Why? What has Michelle Obama accomplished in her life? Name one thing. Can anybody? I can't. Now, granted, I don't pay attention to the Obamas very much. Didn't before they were in the White House. Don't after. Uh, but I don't know of any accomplishment. And it seems like if they were pushing her name, I would have heard of one. And I haven't. Well, um, uh -oh. first lady is the. Uh, uh oh. Uh oh. What's that mean? Uh oh. We're in trouble Somebody now. Somebody knocking on the door. Find the screen. Find the screen. <laughs> Where the hell oh, is it? <laughs> I think I'm going to go back down to my cozy corner here real soon. Huh? I think I closed off. Oh, tell me I closed the wrong one. Oh, is this it? Oh, here we go. There we Technical are. Difficulties. Oh, there, there we go. What not? What not? What not? No. So, oh, uh, oh, so heck, I'm in the middle. So, yeah, you got you got him coming from both sides. <laughs> uh, so, uh, Britt, to quote uh, Ricky Ricardo, you got some splaining to do. Yeah. Oh. You know, have you ever have you ever had someone say, "Hey, can you do something? Can you help?" And you go, "Oh, I know what's wrong. That's an easy fix. I'll take care of it." And four and a half hours later, you're still working on it. <laughs> yeah, I. Have That's it. what happened. I, I had it was a hot water heater. It was flashing the seven flashes, which is basically just a reset of the control unit. Yeah, I ended up having to change the whole unit out. And had I just said, "Yeah, I'll just I'll pass on it. Give it to some." It, but I was like, oh, this is easy money. I'll be there an hour and out. I'm out at an early day. Yeah. So there I am changing the hot water heater all by myself because my brother already left. And, yeah. oh, what a misery. I'm wet from knees down right now. My feet are <laughs> frozen. Oh, what's – oh. And it was – COVID. And it was a, a miserable drive home because when you leave L.A. at 5.45 – it's just, it's literally bumper to bumper my entire ride home. So thir a 35 mile drive took me two hours. We J talked about that. Yeah, JR and I opened the show <laughs> talking about your two hour commute and the fact that in Cooperstown there is one, one traffic light, one in yes. the village. And, uh, 
And if, if we get behind a car or two on our way anywhere, that's traffic to us. Um, yeah, I, I am, I am, I am ready to be in the country where, uh, yeah, it, it, we're going to go down to four corners, you know, because it's the only four corners in the area yeah. <laughs> which is where the quick marts at. Right. Right. And the gasoline station. Gasoline anyway, station. So yeah, it was just a gasoline, gasoline station. Yeah. Anyways, it was a miserable night, but, uh, you know, I make good money. So, I mean, there's that. So now I can buy some more crypto. Oh, there you go. Still doing that. So what are we huh? bitching about? Uh, well, we've talked about a lot of different things. We mm. were right now. We were just talking about uh, basically how politics has become a family operation for so many families. You know, the Clintons and the and the and the Obamas oh. and of course the Bidens. And we, we started by talking about Terry McAuliffe's race and the fact that it looks like Youngkin might pull this out and we might might have our first uh, shot fired in the reclaiming of a lot of these mm. uh, positions by Republicans. Uh, the Democrats are worried about it, uh. so. Yeah, no, and they're 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 calling in all of the all of the uh, they're they're calling in all of the friends and favors. I mean, they just brought in the most amazing speaker, uh, Abrams, Stacey Abrams. Yeah. Oh my God! Yeah, uh, I mean, I mean, you know, they're at the bottom of the barrel. When I mean, they, he's grabbing for any straw. But um, you know, I I I do I do think it's amazing, and I think if it was a fair election setup, uh, Terry McAuliffe would lose big. But uh, you watch, there'll be a midnight jump. You want the, the 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 machine cannot allow cannot allow the controllable Democrats to lose. Um, Crump, I, I can never say his last name. What is the the Youngkin's last name? Youngkin. 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 Youngkin is uh is a fighter, and they can't afford to let him in power. You watch the machine. The the greater machine will do whatever they have to do to make sure that. Uh, McAuliffe wins because McAuliffe is a proven bootlicker, a proven I will lick your boots for power. Just just pat me on the head and I'll do whatever you want. So they're going to do you watch. There'll be some funny business and all of a sudden he's going to win by, you know, four points or if they screw it up, he'll win by like 40 points. If they overdo the ballots, but you know, which well, could happen. I think I think anyway. I think this will be a real test of that, of what you're saying here. If 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 Youngkin pulls this out. Uh, I think we maybe will it restore Jr. Will it restore a little confidence in your mind that uh, we can actually have a fair election, or at least something close to a fair election? Well, it would help, and I I couldn't help but think, and maybe either of you know, um, you know, almost all the states enacted some kind of voting reforms uh, since the last election. Uh, does either of you know what Virginia has actually done? I haven't heard um, anything about Virginia. Yeah. Yeah, I know all the states were either have or trying to enact a certain amount of forms. I think 48 states of the 50 last I heard. So uh, it'd be interesting to know what Virginia has done and, and how effective that was. Well, one thing I know is that Michigan uh, tried, passed them in the legislature, but Whitmer vetoed it, all of it. Mm -hmm. So Whitmer is blocking any kind of meaningful reform in Michigan. So I don't know what happens then. I mean, I don't think they have, have. I don't think they have a majority that's big enough to override a veto. I don't know. Well, probably no, not. I don't Michigan. think so. And then we had uh, uh, those two Republicans in uh, the state of Arizona that the last second flipped their votes to no to not let that reform pass. So Arizona does not have uh, reformed anything. They tried, and they had all the votes, and they had the government was going to sign it. And then at the last second, two Republicans flipped their votes from yay to nay and sank it. And uh, mm. 
that's what tell that those are the, I mean there's there's always enough Republicans that are rhinos or or that are Democrats basically to just scuttle things. And I think they do that on purpose. I think it's all part of the plan. I think you know they they try to give us that illusion that we have a choice and that we feel like we have a choice until we don't have a choice and then it's too late and we can't stop it. And in Arizona, I mean, man, that 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 package that they put together was I would have felt confident in whatever came out of Arizona, whether a Democrat won or lost. But now it's just a joke to me. Yeah, just a joke. And yeah. I'm trying to Google Virginia. You know, we were having a nice conversation until you came in and depressed us all. Man. Well, you know, I'm here. I'm here to help. I'm here to make you angry <laughs> so like, that you don't like fall asleep. Black I don't cloud want... over the. Con- oh man, <laughs> glass half empty. Mm, but is, but is, but is it not facts? Is it not factual? It is factual. Well, there's a little, we there, there are a lot Republic, of different. We have enemies no, we, in our lines. No, we absolutely in our ranks. In the lines. And we have enemies within our ranks. In our ranks. Absolutely. Yeah, we do. We do. I was more making a Denzel Washington, the tank movie that he did. Oh, I don't know that. I Enemies know. within the lines. Tanks get within the lines. And then you don't know who's friend or foe, so you start shooting everybody. Yeah, I have no idea. I have no idea what you're talking oh, no. about. What you missed too, Britt, was uh, the uh, these midnight uh, midnight plane rides that are finding their way into different states. So we may have a few more enemies amongst our ranks than we did a couple of months ago. You know, you probably saw What's it. The, the what post, happened? New York Post. Well, the New York Post reported, uh, had a tip, and they reported that the Biden administration has been flying these illegals oh. into a variety of different states um, and no, close to home here down in uh, Westchester, as opposed to uh, the New York City main metropolitan airports. And they're arriving at 4.30 in the morning under the cover of darkness. Of there. So uh, Yeah, and they're, so, they're not vaccinated. Anyway. Uh, they're not tested. Um, so basically, so basically we, the citizens are second class citizens. We have all these rules and regulations, these illegal edicts, dictates from governors and health officials who have no business telling us what to do that we have to follow because we have, we have big businesses that are wussies and buckle at whatever their governor says for whatever reason when it's not a real law. But Hey, if you're an illegal alien, no test, no COVID vaccine, we'll, and we'll spread you out everywhere. Um, the current administration and the elites in D.C. hate you. They hate you, people. All of you that are listening, they hate you. We are the serfs. We are the peasants. We are the pain in their ass. But they need us to collect our money off of from our hard work. They need us for their, to keep their cush gig. But get it through your heads. They hate us. We just had Biden and Jill, uh, Jill, Jill and Joe Biden get caught walking through a restaurant. No mask. Hey, you have to wear a mask. And we went through it yesterday. Regular citizens, $40,000 fines, arrests, businesses going out of business, shut down because they're they're not enforcing masks or wearing masks. But, hey, if you're an elite, Pelosi, uh, 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 who's Beetlejuice in Chicago? Lightfoot. Um, yeah, the D.C. man, all these, all these, Paul, Newsom, uh, the Bidens, they're all not wearing their mask and partying like rock stars. AOC at the gala, the Met, whatever it was called. They don't have to obey the rules that they passed or they're not even passed. You know what? I got a thought. I'm sorry. I just had a total left turn because I was thinking about this when I was driving home. Have you guys heard the thought process of, well, we had the polio vaccine, and if this was Ebola, we would everybody would be all over the vaccine. Have you heard that thought process? That's what they're trying to say now about the COVID vaccine. 
I haven't heard it COVID articulated that, that way, but I've, I understand the sentiment. I understand what, you know, I've heard similar right. arguments. It, yeah. it, it's kind of percolating up. I've seen it on, on the, on the social feed, the social, the social media feeds, you know, people are saying, you know, Oh, we mandated the polio and we, you know, but that was your children. So it's a couple of things I learned today about the polio vaccine. Number one, it took five years to get the 54% vaccination rate with polio. Five years. And that kills your kids. It took five years to get that much. The COVID is what is it? it, it, it overall, the entire population, it's, it's what, right about 1% death rate? Is that what it is? For no, everybody, it's, it's, old to young and everybody it, in between? I think it's less than that if you're What's doing the, the total rate? population. Even. Yeah, it's, it's a fraction of a percent. Okay, so it's not even 1%. Ebola kills 60% today, 60%, because now we have therapeutics to try to slow that down. But my, my, my point is, if there was an Ebola-type virus on the loose, that would be fearful enough. Number one, we the people, we would self-regulate, we would self-distance, we would, we would deal with it just personally. But it would be dangerous enough that we would actually have a discussion in our Congress with the people that we elected, our local area, in our states, and then our president that we elected, they would have a conversation, a discussion, a hash out arguments, and they would come up with a set of policies that would pass legally through our state representatives or our federal representatives. Then they would come up with a policy. But the bigger reality is it would be at our state level. Our state representatives would meet and argue and hash out and check, you know, uh, uh, consult with the experts and the scientists, and they would battle it out. And there would be a process that was passed legally through our through our personal representation, the people that we voted for to go to either the state capital or the federal capital to represent us. It would be passed because it would be that dangerous. This is one percent, and what's going on is the population. At least half of us, and probably more, we have assessed it. We have real data to read and look at. And we have assessed, you know what? I'm going out without my mask. It's not that dangerous. I'm going to roll that dice. Just like I decide to drive at 85 miles an hour down the freeway as opposed to 55. But life is risk assessment. And we have decided that the COVID virus is not so dangerous, is not so deadly. We're done shutting down our economy. We're done with what's going on. The problem is the politicians are addicted to the power and keeping us oppressed because max, vax mandates, uh, mask mandates, all of that stuff, social that has nothing to do with health and safety. It has everything to do with power and control and telling us and, and preparing us, you know, making us accept their edicts because if, if anything was about, if this was all about safety and our health, they wouldn't be sending hundreds of thousands of illegal aliens without being tested, without being vaccinated all over the country. This is about power and control of them controlling us. And that's all it's about. Yeah. Well, just to confirm, you know, confirm what you're saying here, uh, I did look this up and found an article. It says, if, if you look right in the middle of this here, it says the range of estimates put the fatality rate for those showing symptoms between 0.2% and 1% with the best estimate of 044 so four-tenths of 1% is the overall mortality rate for COVID if you look at everybody. So, And this is actual data. This is We have actual data now. It's not a damn model that Fauci gets to program to make us extra deadly. It's not a model. It's not hypothesis. It's not uh, a gut check. We have 
actual data now to look at. Wear a mask, don't wear a mask. Get vaccinated, don't get vaccinated. You know what? When you compare Florida to New York or California or Texas to California or Japan that has almost 98% mask mandate to the to the, the to the uh uh the 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 what the, the the Netherlands, the Sweden's, what's those countries up there called again? Scandinavia. The Nordic Thank you. The Scandinavian countries that have no mandate, no restrictions at all. The numbers are the same. The numbers are the same. The death rate is the same here as it is there. The the COVID cases is the same here as it is there. It's all within the zone. It doesn't matter what we do. The virus is going to do what the virus does. And we have actual data to look at. And I'm sorry, but if you're putting on a mask and wearing a plastic shield and driving alone in your own personal car and you're not an Uber driver, you are a cult member that has drank the Kool-Aid. If you're wearing a mask in your car alone, you are a cult member. You are a weak-minded person who wants to be told what to do because you don't want to take control of your life and make your decisions and then be held held to the decisions that you made. You want to be able to point to someone else and say, oh, daddy government didn't let me or told me not to. Or You are a weak-minded person that wants to be controlled and you do not belong in America because that's not what America is about. Live, work hard, live free or die. Live free or die. New Hampshire. Hmm. Yeah, uh, we've lost a lot of that. And it, and I go back to Reagan's quote from, uh, what's the name of the speech we were talking about the other day, Britt? What's the name of that speech? The, what do they call oh, it? Oh, the uh, Warrior's Creed speech? No, the other one. Uh, oh, shit. Um, hmm. Anyway, uh, ah. yeah, it's in the, we have it in the opening for this program, and, and, and it says... Uh, yeah. You know, freedom doesn't pass on uh, by itself. We have to teach our children what it means to be free yeah. and teach them those lessons. And then and Reagan says it far more eloquently than I do. But and then they have to teach it to their children because we're only one generation away from losing it. And that's what's happened. We allowed our public school system to change what they were teaching our children about this nation, to change the focus of what it means to be an American. They've taught several generations these poisonous ideas now and this is what this is the result we're seeing so, fortunately enough people break through that and because they, they look at reality and they understand their family's history and they understand what their family went through or how their family succeeded even though they had nothing but america gave them the opportunity to succeed and they recognize those lessons so those those poisonous ideas that come from the school districts don't don't um, you know make it into a safe place in their brain Enough, there are a lot of people that that live that experience and have those lessons organically, so the the school systems don't get to change them. But sadly, a lot of people do get brainwashed and indoctrinated by these schools. And uh, we are at the generation right now. We're at the point right now where if we don't change something, uh, Reagan's haunting message to us will come true, where he says, "One, we'll be sitting around telling our children and our children's children what it was like in America where men were free. Uh, we're there." We're at the point where where freedom will be will be a history lesson. It'll be what what it used to be in America. And too many people are giving up all of their freedoms for safety, for security of the government, which they get none of that, by the way. They just get the illusion of it uh, from their government. And when you give it up, you won't get it back ever. And uh, we're, we're doing it. Too many of us are doing it very, very willingly. And then we're scolding the, the rest of the people who, who recognize how dangerous it is to give up those freedoms 
talking about, oh, they're just conspiracy. Oh, they're stupid. You know, you li- listen to Don Lamont for 10 minutes. Listen to Chris Cuomo. Listen to Joy Reid. Listen to Joy Behar. Uh, neither one of those two are named appropriately because neither one of them brings any kind of joy. Um, you know, it's, 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 it's scary. We are at the cliff looking over. And uh, we need to make some decisions really quickly or we're all going to fall off together. Yeah, and, and that same vein is uh, being paid to stay home. You know, this is, you know, maybe it made sense, you know, early on, but guess what? You know, it's been protracted out months and months and months and now uh, approaching two years. And and my fear is that we we may have lost the work ethic of a generation who feels they don't need to go to work and the government will take care of us. And that's what's happening. So, so there's just many things that are happening during this COVID outbreak that seemingly are um, heading our country away from the freedom that we're talking about here. And we are we at an absolute tipping point? I don't know. But the, the longer these, uh, over, these overreach type things are, you know, being presented and passed, uh, uh, the further down that hole we go. And, uh, you know, I hope we're not having those conversations, you know, with my grandkids telling us what it was like growing up when we had a free country. Because, uh, you know, we, we have been the greatest experiment in the history of the world, the most generous country in the history of the world, and the hardest working people in the history of the world. And for that to go away in a generation, would you, you would have thought it was impossible. But we certainly are heading down that direction. Uh, by the way, the speech is called A Time for Choosing. Yes, I, I'm just looking at it. I was going to yeah. play it. Oh, okay. Can you play it? 1964. Uh, did you, or did you just, did you just grab I just screen grabbed grab the screenshot to get the name. But, uh, yeah, it's a phenomenal speech, and it's a haunting speech when you compare it to what we're faced with today. And it also reminds us of what a real American politician can be what a real American statesman and a political thinker can be, not these clowns that we've got in our government now. And I, and I mean clowns of both parties that we've got in our government. There, are, there aren't many uh, that rise to the level of a Ronald Reagan in any kind of way. I, I, you know, there are a few still kicking around. Newt Gingrich, I, I feel, is one, and there are a few others. But, man, Reagan, uh, Reagan was only thing my- a, a, a gem, a, a once-in-a-century uh savior of of american freedoms and uh, sadly all the good he did in the 80s you know it's 40 years later and uh you know much of it's been undone by other administrations and um i don't know i'm 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 starting to uh brit's pessimism is rubbing off on me here <laughs> was he governor in 64 he wasn't governor yet was he i think he was governor at that time yeah was he governor okay oh, maybe yeah i think he was i'm not sure I think so, though. Maybe just. I have a, yeah. a two-minute two clip if you okay. want to listen to Yeah, it. go for it. Between peace and war. But there's only one guaranteed way you can have peace, and you can have it in the next second. Surrender. Admittedly, there's a risk in any course we follow other than this. But every lesson of history tells us that the greater risk lies in appeasement. And this is the specter our well-meaning liberal friends refuse to face, that their policy of accommodation is appeasement. And it gives no choice between peace and war, only between fight or surrender. If we continue to accommodate, continue to back and retreat, eventually we have to face the final demand, the ultimatum. And what then? 
When Nikita Khrushchev has told his people, he knows what our answer will be. He has told them that we're retreating under the pressure of the Cold War and someday when the time comes to deliver the final ultimatum, our surrender will be voluntary because by that time, we will have been weakened from within spiritually, morally, and economically. He believes this because from our side, he's heard voices pleading for peace at any price, or better rev than death, or as one commentator put it, he'd rather live on his knees than die on his feet. And therein lies the road to war, because those voices don't speak for the rest of us. You and I know and do not believe that life is so dear and peace so sweet as to be purchased at the price of chains and slavery. If nothing in life is worth dying for, when did this begin? Just in the face of this enemy? Or should Moses have told the children of Israel to live in slavery under the pharaohs? Should Christ have refused the cross? All right. Should the patriots at Concord Bridge have thrown down their guns? I that no, is, I listened to that. That's an amazing speech. I, I don't know who the clown was that put mm-hmm. the music underneath it. It kind of ruins it. But um, wow, those. I mean, just that little yeah, bit we listened to. Wow. I mean, think about it. And, and what's crazy is he's talking about the Russians, but today it applies oh, to you know our left of the track mm-hmm. socialist leftist. Everything he was saying right there, and he was, and and I'm not so. I, I was thinking. He, he talked about being rest- destroyed from within. He talked about that in those few yeah. co- minutes we saw yeah. there. And I'm thinking about the fact that we just witnessed China successfully test a hypersonic missile. We are, the, the button has just been pushed on a new nuclear arms race. And do we have the man in the White House right now that's, that, that can handle this, that can respond to this? Because if we let China get ahead of us on this, we have no security for the for, for the rest of time. This is a scary. Uh, it's not this, only that. Do this is not? a scary time, and and these idiots are more interested in talking about gender and pronouns and wokeness and racism and all of these things. That's what they're focused on. Our intelligence community is focused on white supremacists and domestic terrorists. When China is over here testing a hypersonic nuclear capable missile, and they say, "Oh." This caught us by surprise. Well, no shit it caught you by surprise. You're focusing on making Americans your enemy. This is a scary time. And Joe Biden is the worst person to have in the White House. Actually, second worst. Kamala Harris would be the worst. He's the second worst person to have in the White House during a crisis like this. And that's what it is, a crisis. Yeah, and and it's even bigger than just the, the wrong guy in the White House. We also don't have the money. Right. We don't have the money to keep no. up. We keep sending them all of our money because they have all of our factories. So that's what all the, the money we make goes Reagan over. just so, said that. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I was going to yeah. say in, in that speech, destroyed from within, it said morally, spiritually, and economically, destroying from within. Yeah. And you're a hundred percent right, Britt. The money we are spending and have spent, and they still want to spend, is heading us right down that road. Yeah, they want to spend trillions of dollars going back to this 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 reconciliation bill, this infrastructure bill. They want to spend trillions of dollars on fighting climate change. Climate change is well, let's forget about what climate change is. China is the threat. China's not spending a dime on climate change. China is investing, stealing our technology and investing in hypersonic missiles. While we sit here and play games over some mythical uh, looming destruction that they've told us is going to happen every five years for the last 50. It doesn't exist, people. This is a control thing. Man-made climate change does not exist. 
Nothing we do and no amount of money we spend is going to change anything the climate is going to do because the climate is going to do what the climate has always done, and that is change. It always changes. And the biggest offender of man-made climate change, of course, is China. Right, right. So, so if you're going to go that road. If, we are, if, <laughs> if you're going to go that road, the biggest offender is China, certainly being strong against China and being able to defend ourselves and to influence China is going to make way more impact on that than anything we could do in this country. That's right. It's absolutely right. They're putting a new coal-fired power plant on every week, online every week, one a week. Um, we're taking them off faster than, as fast as that. I don't know how many we have left. We don't have many, but all I know is because we don't have many, we don't have we have rolling brownouts in California. We've got uh, threats of similar yep. energy shortages in Texas and other parts of the country because we're no longer acting like a first world nation and a leader of nations. We're acting like a third world nation, uh, and we're depriving our people from a standing of living that's that's going to kill more people and harm more people than anything the climate does. And you're right about money, Britt. You know, you talk about sending our money to China. We're also spending it foolishly at the government level. When you want to spend ten trillion dollars, yeah. these these infrastructure bills they're talking about, which have nothing to do with infrastructure. When you want to spend that kind of money, one of the things we said all along is what happens when you 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 have a quote unquote rainy day, whether that rainy day comes from a uh, a nuclear arms race with China or some kind of uh, other armed conflict or natural disaster or whatever it ha or a depression. Whatever it happens to be, and our bank accounts are empty. We don't have, and we're, they're already empty, by the way. We've been we're borrowing all this money, but we've borrowed. We we get to the point where we've borrowed so much we can't borrow anymore to solve these problems. Then what do we do? Then what do we do? We we have no options at that point. We're Venezuela at that point. Yep, Venezuela. We're we're headed right towards it, and, and sleep you know, with goats. I, I, uh, and sleep with goats. <laughs> Um, what kind of goat? <laughs> um, is it a virgin goat? Um, I, I don't know how to check and I don't want to know. Thank you. Oh, yeah. I'm getting I a little worried either. though. Um, I, when, when, when Brit uh, wants to leave LA because of the traffic and moves to the country <laughs> and these comments about goats, I'm getting a little worried. I gotta be honest with you. <laughs> I, you know, it, it, farmers are lonely out there in the ranch. You know? Oh, don't. Don't do it. Yeah, I, I, I just, I, I, I worry. I mean, we are going down such a crazy road right now, and it's so in our face. Um, I was listening on my way in, tra in traffic. Obviously, I scroll the podcast, and somebody just went, went down the list of, of uh, the top. It was like fifteen or twenty. It was, I think, it was twenty things. Just quick bullet points of all the quote unquote corrupt stuff that Biden administration has done. Since he started running to current, and it is crazy. All right, let me let me. How I was going to do this. I was going to do this on a different night, but since you kind of brought this, I have a little game I want to play. All right. Okay. It's called better or worse. Yeah. And oh I'm going to go through. I've got eight things listed here. You guys might be able to add to this list. I'm going to go through these eight things, very important things. And the the the, the it's a, the answer is better or worse. So it basically, is it better? Since Joe Biden took office, or is it worse since Joe Biden took office? So the answer is either going to be better, or it's going to be worse. Okay. First thing, the bo southern border. Just go out. Yeah, just say it. Worse. Yep. Um, energy uh, supplies in the United States, independence or otherwise. Worse. 
worse. Uh, the situation in Afghanistan. Much worse. Great. Going to answer? Or are you going to stare at me? You're trying to decide whether <sighs> it's a better tough or worse one for me. Yeah, I mean, I, I get. I mean, we totally muffed the uh, exit and got people killed, and that was horrible. And we left Americans behind, and that was horrible. But the fact that we're finally the hell out of no, there. No, 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 no. The, the, the answer, so the answer isn't because we're out of there, because we can be out of there and still have it be better. But that's not how it happened. We got out of there and we left it worse. We left it worse for America. Yeah, and we left it worse. worse for them. It could. We could still have exited yeah, and have it been better. Okay. You don't don't slow down the pace yeah, of the game worse. with thinking too much here. Uh, inflation. Oh, inflation. Better or worse? Worse. Much worse. COVID. Better or worse? Ooh. Um. The numbers say it's getting better. No. No. The numbers say it's oh, worse. More There's been more deaths. Under... More deaths in 2021 <laughs> than there were in all of 2020. Uh, so that would indicate to me yeah. that it's worse. Yeah. Well, but but most of but but most of those deaths were people re- being depressed and regretting okay. their vote, their vote for Biden. So they off themselves, <laughs> but you. they had to cover it by calling it. This COVID. game is a fast-paced game, Brett. Fast-paced. I'm going worse. R- race relations, better or worse? <laughs> worse. Ugh. Much worse. Unity in the United States, better or worse? Worse. Worse. Our standing versus China, better or worse? Uh, worse. Worse. Okay, those are the eight things I had. I'm sure there's another hundred we could put on that list. I mean, do you see a pattern? Yeah. Anybody see a pattern here? How about relations with our allies? Exactly. That's a good one. Worse. worse. Good. Yeah. Unless it's worse. Australia, which is completely authoritarian now. We seem to be buddying up to Australia because they figured out how to oppress the shit out of their people down there. Um, and then Canada. Oh my God, Canada is. They arrested the the ninth preacher. Now they have a ninth preacher. They've arrested, uh, and this preacher was told that anytime he does a, the judge, it's in his parole. The judge said that this preacher, anytime he does a media appearance, and he pontificates about anything, the judge gave him a script that he has to read that basically says. Like Even a disclaimer? though I said what I just said, there's yeah, there are scientists that disagree with what I'm saying. This is un- that's unbelievable. Like he has to, otherwise, he goes back to jail. That's Canada. Canada. You know, many America we thought would never go down the route of you know authoritarianism, and they do not. Do not give up your guns. Do not give up your ammunition. Matter of fact, buy more because we're going to need it at some point because these Democrats, these leftists, they are going to overreach at some point and they're going to need a little slap on the hand. It'd be nicer if you can slap that hand from two miles away. Well, it's, it's the, it's the duty of every Patriot. As Thomas Jefferson said, speaking of Thomas Jefferson, New York city has voted to remove the Thomas Jefferson statue (laughs) from the, the council chambers uh, it's been there 180 years or something like that, and uh, now they want it gone because Thomas Jefferson is evil. One of the most brilliant men to grace the face of the earth in all of history, the author of the Declaration of Independence in which he spells out, we are endowed by our creator with certain unalienable rights, among which are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Those are Thomas Jefferson's words, and they are the foundation of everything that America is. Yet we're going to remove him from the council chambers in New York City. And New York City, by the way, just declared that racism is a health crisis now. And, all, and health departments are going to be tasked with handling racist issues 
in New York City. New York City has just fallen off the ledge, folks. Yeah. Craziness. Do you remember when Trump when Trump was arguing with the reporters and he was like, oh, you can take down George Washington? What about Thomas Jefferson? He owned slaves. You're going to take him down too, the father of our country? Well, here we are. Trump was such, I mean, God, he, he had those people nailed that exactly what they would do. Yeah. And here we are. I mean, this is insane. This is insanity. Look, I, I I am totally blackpilled right now, and I've said this the last few shows. I've been tweeting about it. Like, I have gone way off the rails to the anarchist side. And I've, ha- I've, got, I've had people actually reach out to me and DM me and say something. Like, whoa, dude, you're out of control. Look, the Constitution, the Constitution as it's written and what it means, I love. And if we had fair-minded men and women in our government adhering to the Constitution as it was designed and as our system was designed, I am totally behind that. But where we are today, right this second in time, the way our government, corporate crony capitalism that's happening, all this, uh, you, the, you know, the let them eat the let them eat cake politicians doing what they want, we have to this I am not for, and I would much rather be anarchist than have a ruling class oppressing the rest of us down, and then we live like Venezuela. I'd rather go full anarchy um, and, and and then try and rebuild and maybe take our documents and rebuild with our founding documents and do it right again, just purge all of this riffraff that has taken over our government. But I just want to let people know I'm a, I'm a believer in the Constitution and a republic when it's not run by a bunch of corrupt bureaucratic politicians and corporate cronyism that's going on right now. Right now, today, I am not for. And uh, I, I, if we don't straighten this out in the next two elections, then uh, we have some serious thought processes to work I, I have, it's, it's kind of, to take. Go ahead, go ahead, Jar. I was just going to say, they also have, uh, I've, I've read this, that gun violence is also a public health crisis. And the CDC yeah. Oh, yeah, is, is being said, oh, okay, they need to regulate that too. And here's the thing. They can't pass these things legislatively, but they can do that um, you know, basically by unelected bodies through um, regulation. So that seems to be the MO on a few fronts that they can't otherwise uh, legislatively do what they want. Yeah, well, the COVID thing was a was a trial run for them, and man, uh, they learned a lot of lessons, and they learned what they can get away with. I don't think they'll continue to get away with a lot of it because people are starting to wisen up. I want to talk about one more thing. It's getting kind of late here, and I there is more um, information coming out about. Well, I just Jan- got here. I know you did. There's more information <laughs> coming out about January sixth, and they've released more video footage from the day, and the video footage is showing yeah. very very clearly. That this narrative that the Democrats have been and Pelosi and the rest of them have been spouting since January 7th or maybe even halfway through the day on January 6th itself. I like to call it December 37th. That way, anybody who might uh, ban us for it uh, might get confused. But either way, uh, that that the video footage that's being released and the reason they wouldn't release 16,000 hours of video footage to begin with, but what little bit has been coming out, leaking out, is showing that this was anything but the what, what they've been describing. This was peaceful. These people, in, in most respects, were actually being let in and welcomed by the Capitol Police. The doors were being held open. In some of this footage that has recently been released by the police, and they were t- chatting with the f- folks as they were coming in, this whole thing 
is not what they're saying it is. And this January 6th commission is, is we've known all along is just a way to keep Trump and, and, and these negative headlines in the news. But the fact that Liz Cheney and Adam Kinzinger are party to this, and they have to know the truth, they have to know what really is going on, tells you what these two are really oh, yeah. about. So any pretense that they're just trying to do the right thing and that they just, you know, they true and that they truly believe Donald Trump is as evil as they say he is or was, uh, that's all bullshit. These people are doing something far more nefarious. Now, do you see any of the clips of how uh, CNN, MSNBC, and others were portraying Ashley Babbitt and talking about her death? Oh, yeah. Joy oh, Reid comes on and say she was trained by the U.S. Air Force to be a killer. If she had gotten in there, God knows who would have been killed. This was this was an unarmed woman who was in the Air Force. I'm, I'm going to tell you, I was in the Air Force. They don't train killers in the Air Force. They train people to push paper, and they train people. I mean, let's face it, uh, jet fighter pilots, pretty badass guys and ladies. I, I, there are some killers in the Air Force. Ashley Babbitt wasn't one of them. But the things they're saying about her to make it sound like she was in some way a threat and she deserved to die? George Floyd was way more of a threat to himself and everybody around him than Ashley Babbitt was on January, or excuse me, December 37th. Yet look what they've made George Floyd into. And Ashley Babbitt deserved to die, according to Joy Reid and all these other cuddle muffins on cnn and msnbc these people are disgusting they are disgusting to me and i'm yeah. assuming to a lot of you as well yeah i i am just so glad that see that no one watches cnn i mean their numbers are you know i mean like joy reed's show is like under 300 she's on msnbc like she's on msnbc but or msnbc yeah, yeah. Uh, all of them i mean but yeah. yeah i'm just so glad that they don't that they don't they don't get traction for the most part and um, and that, uh, you know, shows like this and other shows, uh, the independent stuff is really getting traction and people are flocking to for, for proper news, for truthful news. Yeah. And now that we're not on YouTube because we've been suspended, uh, we can actually say things on, uh, on these other platforms that, that we were cautious I'm not like to it. before. I'm kind of liking it. It's actually kind of nice to be able to, to speak freely and not have to worry about the tech overlords uh, with their fingers on the button ready to cut you off if you say something that disagrees with their the orthodoxy. I, I, that whole thing is just another unbelievable aspect to all of what's going on here. But I think, I think they're starting to lose, Britt. I think, I think so. they're starting to lose. And they may not care yet. But if these trends continue, they're going to care eventually. Because shows yeah, like ours, we got canceled for the second time. And you and I are having serious conversations about whether or not we even want to go back to YouTube. When yeah. they when they yeah. say, okay, you can come back, but you have two strikes, one more and you're gone forever. Well, you know what? Fuck you. We'll decide if we're going to be gone forever. Yeah, exactly. Exactly, and you know what? Maybe we'll just maybe we'll just use their platform, like like that one guy we were watching. Yeah, does. we will we will fire the streams up live for the first fifteen minutes with YouTube there, and then we'll just tell everybody that's watching us on YouTube, hey, we're gonna talk about stuff we're not allowed to talk. And here, you know, we'll have so we'll have a little like like this. a little scroller kitty kitty music playing in the background. This is the safe part of the show. You know, little circus clowns yeah. and little happy balloons. Yeah. And then, and then you know, if you want the real meat of the stuff, we're going to these other channels. But Jr., you were talking before the show. You said you were having a little trouble finding us live. 
uh, relate that experience yeah. because some other people might be having it too, and maybe we can help out. Well, it, it, I'll, I'll, I'll put a qualifier here. It could it could highly be me. Um, <laughs> however, when I have gone on my my Twitch account, I've gone onto my Rumble account. I've had a difficult time finding the live show. I've found historical shows that may be within the last three or four days, but I haven't been able to locate in uh, as, as recently as yesterday the live show. So, huh. you know, I like to throw a few things in the chat. So I like to, when I can, I watch them live, but uh, I haven't been able to do that, I think, but once since you've been on your second band, actually find the live show. So um, I also just found out that foxhole.app is not an app. <laughs> you have to put it in your browser. So I just, JV did help me with that one, but uh, <laughs> it, it might, but it, but if I'm not the most stupid person tech wise on the planet, uh, it may be helpful to encourage other people or tell them how to do it too. So that uh, maybe, I might not be the only one not being able to locate the live show on these alternate uh, platforms. Yeah, I, I did hear that there's an update. Uh, there's some they're working on that kind of stuff on Foxhole, and there's going to be a frequently asked question uh, uh, section put up to help people navigate some of this stuff. But JV and I were talking about doing doing some kind of video of, of how to follow and set up on Foxhole and some of these other ones. That's not very intuitive. That will play in between the episodes that are airing over the right, weekend. Right, but you have to be stuff. watching it to be able to uh, see it, so you got oh. <laughs> so yeah. to be able to find it to watch it. But, I mean, yeah. here's, the, here's the thing with Foxhole. Uh, don't go to the App Store because there's not an app to download. But if you if you no. have an iPhone, yeah, I don't know how it works on a, on a non-iPhone, but on the iPhone, you just go into your, your web browser, go to thefoxhole.app, A-P-P, and it comes right up. And it's actually, it fits nicely on a mobile screen, and you, you scroll the shows that are live, and you... You find ours, or you can find others that way too, and it actually looks pretty good and clean on that that format. I actually like it better on the mobile device than I do on the um, on the on the PC. And you know, here it looks like this. So, hmm. well, that may be very well what I do because you know I'd rather have one clean, you know, platform that I can go to on a regular basis, like we did with YouTube, and you know, um, but. You know, that's just me. Some people may love Twitch and whatever, and some people may love Rumble. And well, the um, the risk we run, the like risk, we, yeah, the risk we run on Twitch is that they too are uh, run by uh, the leftists, and uh, they have been known to deplatform people that they disagree with, and we run the risk of having that problem on mm -hmm. Twitch. So, uh, as we've said all along, don't don't look for one backup. Get a couple. Uh, if you're if you're on Twitch, if you're watching us on Twitch and you enjoy that platform, by all means, we'll continue to be there until they don't allow us to be there. Uh, but at the same time, you might want to go to one of these other platforms, whether it's DLive, whether it's uh, Foxhole or Rumble. Uh, are we doing Gab? How, how's Gab working? We haven't really done that. We're not doing that live. That's an upload. Yeah, I just that's an upload. But supposedly live streaming is coming to them. But Foxhole, Rumble. Foxhole and Rumble, we're not going anywhere. They are free speech platforms. We will not be banned there unless we start. And DLive you know, as well. DLive is a, is a free speech oh, -Live, platform yes. as well. So any of those, yeah. I would I would say so follow us on those. Yeah, I would say follow on all of, of those platforms. DLive is an app. Uh, Rumble's an app. Yes. Uh, Foxhole is not an app. You could get to it through your browser. No, no. Hmm? Actually, there is an app for Foxhole. Uh, 
but you have to access it through the pilled side. And at the top, it'll say the Foxhole app. Because yeah, I, that... I have the Foxhole app. Okay, so there's... Okay, okay, but you install it yeah, from... Yeah, see if I can... Yeah, you can't see oh, it. You can't it, even but, see yeah. it. Yeah, you have to install it from the from this. If you just go to the foxhole.app, you can watch and you can yeah, do everything you need there. to and just log in there. And if you want to install it, Perfect. I'm sure there's a way to do it there too. But either way, you don't have to install it to enjoy the program there. Correct. And you don't have to install it to enjoy Foxhole, but take the time to set up an account there. I mean, you might as well. And then you get all the notifications and you know, and then take the time to hit the little bell so you're following us so that we can watch our numbers grow. So we know that if you know, if the numbers are growing, it means you people like our content and we're yeah. going in the right direction if our numbers are And speaking growing, of liking our content, as we wind this up tonight, we have to remember to release the the scratch off or the scratch. Oh, whatever. Yes. What was it? The scratch offs? Is that what they are? Scratch offs. <laughs> yes. and, and the lemons yeah. and DLive. We have some things. We, we keep forgetting to do that and because uh, it was new to us All last right. week. I... Are you doing it now? I just released the scratchers. Oh, yep, I released oh thanks them. for the cookie. Mm. Oh, Wisconsin West, on. Wisconsin gave us a cookie. Wisconsin on. Wisconsin West, on. Thank you so much for the cookie. Yes, thank you. Wisconsin on. So let's see. Oh, there's actually a message with this one. It says, welcome to the Colt Club. Grape Kool-Aid on Wednesdays and donuts on Thursdays. <laughs> nice. Yep, yep. Nice. There we go. Thank you for that. Uh, and I, I also want to mention that, uh, and I, I was telling Jr. this, and we mentioned it last night, Britt, but we've we've had a really great response to us replaying the week long of shows on our weekend uh, week weekend review is what we're calling it. A lot of people are 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 taking the time on Saturday and Sunday to watch the whole week's worth of shows, which is terrific. I only I only regret that we can't be in chat the whole time. We do try to get in in and out of chat on Saturdays and Sundays while these are playing, but yes. we've seen hundreds of people. Uh, watching these programs live well we're not live they're watching live uh, and we thank you for doing that and, and we're really really glad it seems to have filled a niche and um, and reached a lot of new people that way so thank you for supporting us on the weekends we of course this message is to you if you're watching uh, on the weekend here but we of course invite you to join us on the live programs Monday through Friday night 10 p.m. Eastern 7 p.m. Pacific here on Foxhole D live Twitch Rumble and uh, 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 the Roku channel, it. although that's not live. The Roku, Roku channel, yeah, that's not live. Yeah, it's kind of cool. It's it kind of cool that they're watching over the weekend. And and yeah, and, and again, just to to, to put the explanation, uh, put the period at the end of the sentence, we do bounce in and out of chat as much as we can. But if you really want to send us a message or you have a story you want us to talk about or you want to point out, obviously you can reach out to JV and I on our social medias and uh, you know DM us there. Or you can send uh, you can send us an email to viewermail at independencegang viewermail at independencegang.com. and right. uh, we do do we do we do uh, do those and if we've, we do do and we've gotten a lot of good stories from you guys that you yeah. want us to look into we look into it like holy shit didn't see this yeah one. we have we have a, 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 a it's crazy a great, we, we have a dedicated so listener much. I'm sorry we have a dedicated listener named Tim who sends a ton of stuff and I I want to personally thank Tim for all the stuff he sends yeah. thank you. A lot of people send stuff, yeah, but Tim, Tim is like spending a full-time job for Tim. Thank you, Tim. <laughs> oh, do we have a producer there, maybe? Yeah, huh? maybe. Hey, Tim, you want to be a producer? I have, I have one. Yeah, you want to be a producer? Yeah, you do. JR is the only one <laughs> yeah. uh, between Britt and I and all the guest panelists. JR is the only one with a producer. <laughs> tells you yeah. tells you how, how oh important JR is. There he is. Man, yeah. Big well, shot. It, it hasn't worked very well, has it? <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> well, we've had a few hiccups. Uh -oh. We've had. A few. Don't let your producer hear that because you'll be in big trouble. No, I know. Hopefully, she's not watching. You this won't weekend. get. You won't get any help ever again. <laughs> Hopefully, someone's gonna get a spanking. Oh man! All right. Well, I think I think we've. Uh, Are we done? I think right. we've talked long enough. Uh, I'm glad Britt made it here, and um, tomorrow night. Yeah. Tomorrow night. Tomorrow night we'll be uh, back on with the regular show, of course, the Independence Gang. It'll be Britt oh, and I, and who else do we, we have? I'm pulling it up right now. We have, we have uh, Brad and Juliet. Awesome. We have uh, singing Brad. We'll see if you have, I wonder if he's got a new. Is song. it Juliet again? She was just is on last Juliet? night. Is she on again? Uh, was she on last night? No, it wasn't last night. She was on Friday night, wasn't she? Maybe it was Friday. Who was on last night? Yeah, it was Friday night. I don't know. Uh, oh, we had, we had Nikki and know. we had Nikki and uh, Benny last night. That's right. And, yeah, Nikki ay, and ay, Benny. Ay, yeah, yeah, ay, yeah. Ay, ay, ay. Ay, oh, ay, 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 ay. So, all right. Yeah, well, Juliet was, was smart. She booked last week and this week. <laughs> oh, okay. Or I was smart. You were smart. Somebody was smart in the process here. Uh, okay, well, that's going to do it for tonight. Uh, thanks to everybody for joining us. JR, thanks for jumping in on short notice to fill in for Britt. Um, when he got caught in traffic, yeah, I knew it was going to be a it was going to be a bit of a problem, but I appreciate you jumping in last minute, so thank you for that. No uh, problem. Uh, well, we, I don't have the, the, the Twitter tags up there, but you're uh, JR Fire Chat, right? If people want to follow you the are. world of JR, yep. JR Fire Chat. <laughs> I love it. Fire Chat. All right, Britt, do you have anything else to add to any of this? No, I, I have to go move trucks around and clean out the back of my work truck now. All right. I'm not done yet. We'll see everybody tomorrow night, 10 p.m. Eastern. It's the Independence Gang tomorrow night.